Okay, a very good evening to you, good afternoon to you, good day to you, whatever time you're listening to the show. This is Uncle Charles and thank you once again for tuning in to our conversation. You know what we do here. Um, you know, we, we make sure we invite uh, people from within our community who have a story to share with us. We learn from their stories, you know, we're inspired by their stories. And guess who I have on the show today? I'm excited because, you know what, this gentleman is so talented that his talents, well, we'll talk about his talents in a minute. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, he is a multi-award winner. He's a singer-songwriter, producer, all the way from the harbour city of Ghana. Let's welcome Mr. Kofidua Anto, a.k.a. Koda. Good day, good afternoon, good morning to you, sir, whatever time, whatever time you're listening to this show. Okay, so it's good evening from here, but... It's good, good evening. Yeah, good day yeah. to whoever is listening to us. So we're having this conversation. It's in the evening, but, you know, our listeners might be listening in the morning or in the afternoon. Okay. So, yeah, okay. we, just, we just give them the opportunity to... Um, um, to, to greet us at whatever time uh, it is. How are you? How are you doing, sir? By God's grace, I'm doing very, very well. Oh, listen, it's great to hear your voice. I'm always excited when I have the opportunity to to speak to you. How's how's Takradi? By God's grace, we are doing well. Oh, it's it's we're doing very well. By God's grace. You know what? I I say this to people every time, and um, I think people find it very difficult to believe. But I've never ever ever been to Takradi. No, I I, I would believe that. Because never. I no, never no, have. Possible. It's possible because I hadn't been to Sunyai and, and I'm, I'm in my early 40s. I hadn't been to Sunyai. I've, I've never week. been there. I've never been there as well. Never been to Sunyai. <laughs> I've never gone beyond Kumasi. Okay, I've been to um, a couple of towns after Kumasi. Kumasi um, okay. I've never been to the northern part of Ghana. I've never been to Takrade. I've, I've gone as far as to Elmina. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, but Takrade, you need to see Takrade. I, I have to. I have to. That's yeah, what everybody that's, says. That's a calm place. Very calm. I've, been, I've been told the best comes from the West. And yes, the West. My God. <laughs> the capital of the West is Takrade. Yes, my God's grace. Listen, tell, what, what is it with Takrade and music? Because I remember from when I was growing yeah. up, you uh-huh. know, there used to be some very great, great musicians out of that city. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was the likes of, and this takes us back. So please, if you don't recognize any of the names, don't worry. Um, I'm sure Koda might recognize some of them. We're talking about the likes of the CK Mans, yeah. you know, the Papa Yangsons. Yeah. All these guys came from 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 Takradi. What is it with Takradi and music? Uh, I'll say that it is twin faceted. Um, some of them are indigenous of Takradi. Some okay. of them migrated to Takradi, and the reason being that you know, being a harbour city, uh, you know, there is that uh, street life. Where okay. they have a lot of the seamen come down, and then there's a lot of money to spend around. So okay. then there's clubbing, and then there's so the night nightlife was very vibrant. Oh, very vibrant, and that's that's where this word actually come from. Comes from where a lot of Takradi people say as they as they actually I say I say okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. that's. That's what the seamen brought to us. I say, how are you doing? And before we knew it, it was, <laughs> was Aze. Aze. I mean, that's what happens. So that's basically where the a lot of the music came from. So I'm, I I didn't get to see Uncle CK Man like jamming when, when I was old enough to see. But I, I saw Papa Youngson. I saw uh, the Western Diamonds. Western uh, Diamonds. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. yes. So, exactly. 
But on the Christian side of things, mm. I don't know how it happened, but then we have a good number two on our side. Like we have Antimi Newman, we have yeah. Charlie Sam, Pastor Joe Beecham, mm-hmm. and even Auntie Helena Rabbles also from here. It's interesting though, because you're talking about the um the gospel side of things now, which is quite dominant, not yes. just in, 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 in Takrade, but in Ghana. But yes. going back a few years, and you're talking about Western Diamonds and talking about CK Man, back yes. in the days when I was growing up, and I think I might probably be about two months older than you, I think, maybe. Nah, nah, <laughs> when nah, I was growing nah. up, <laughs> these, these bands never really um, kind of isolated themselves in a cocoon of, say, we're doing just secular they uh-huh. used to they used to mix it up. Yeah, they did. So they you, did. You, you know, you'd have the likes of CK Man would have some secular music, but then also so do you know how well I think you started talking about that? How did that separation come about? Where now in Ghana you have purely secular artists and then you have purely gospel artists. Uh, you you know, truth be told, um the church, the, the predominant church around that that time was a Catholic church. Okay. And at that time, the Catholic Church used to do their services in Latin. Okay. Yes. So um, that that's how come even some of us ended up with Christian names that we don't use. Because the joke of it is that I hear my father walked into church to, to name me. And then the father said that, no, I should have a name, an English name. So when I get to heaven, when they mention my name, uh, oh, yes, I don't want to go in there. But so. My goodness. So you can imagine. I mean. Services were done in Latin. So when people came out of church, they were looking for some Christian music that could relate with their culture a bit. And so Papa Youngson and Uncle Sike Man were, and some of the people from Kumasi, like uh, Wafasumeni and others, they, they wrote the very first color of Christian music, which quote-unquote would not be accepted in church, but still was good to dance to and groove to. So wow. the, line, the lines were a bit blurred at that time. But then over time, Christians, I mean, we, we I think the Methodists and things that are using instruments in church and then the Pentecost and other things came. And now the Christians now could point their finger and say that, no, we don't like the song because it wasn't sung by one of us. But from the very beginning, I don't think they had a problem with it because there was no alternative to what, to, to what they were hearing. So well, you, you basically take what you, you get. Oh yes, and and Papa Young Sen and Uncle Zeke Man wrote some pretty good oh, Christian songs. They did, you know, they did. It's 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 interesting you should say that because I was listening to uh, every now and again um, because of what I do, I do a bit of research in old music, listening to some of these stuff, uh-huh. and I was listening to um, some gospel music and i'm talking it was proper gospel by a certain artist from back in the days and i'm like you know i can imagine somebody like koda Mm. doing this song it would just be fantastic you know know, it's always on my case to go back to those songs but you know because of royalties issues because of royalties and stuff like that obviously obviously. who owns the thing first but I suppose, you know, you can always, yeah, that's the problem as well, because most of the time you'd find some of those songs is always very kind of difficult to trace who actually exactly. wrote exactly. the song. But, yes. you know, I, I promise you, I mean, some of those songs had proper scriptural lyrics yeah. in them. And I was thinking this is actually different from other types of songs that I know that person had done. Yeah, but yeah. Say, yeah, you know, but but saying that, saying that, what was your um your 
Christian name. Augustine. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> was, it, was your dad a Catholic? Yeah, he was. So when I get to heaven, Saint Augustine would speak for me. If there so were that's that's what's actually on your on your birth certificate. No, yes, but I got it changed. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, maybe in future you might take it back up again. I, you know, so, know. To, to prepare to prepare you for heaven. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but saying that, Koda, how did music start for you? Um, so I'll say music started for me from radio. I mean, I there, there, there was only GBC one and two, if I'm right. Yeah, it was GB, GBC one used to do just English. Yes, and uh, or was it the other way around? I can't even remember now. I think yeah. one of them was purely English, and the other one was um, local language. All the local languages, yes, exactly. So. I mean that that was my introduction to being able to listen to music, which was a long play, um, and then my parents also had this uh, LP machine. Yeah, it's the record. Yeah, and so they bought a lot of the older. She, was she called Mary McKee? Uh, no, Miriam Makiba. No, oh, Mary, oh, Mary McKee. I think she was Mary a Canadian Canadian, yes. Canadian gospel singer. I don't know if ah. she was something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, there was stuff from Vine. I keep confusing. Is it Vine Praise or Vine Song? Vine, Vine, Vine Song. Vine Song. So a lot of those early EPs, my mom picked them up. So we started, I started getting into hearing weird things and people like BJ Thomas. And so that, that's for me, that's where my interest in music started. And I, and I used to love to drum on pans and kettles and everything I could find at home, just like what all our sons are doing now. But then this is the interesting thing that happened. Um, we had instrumentalists in our church, um, but for some weird reason, they started acting up and then they would, they, would, they would be there for rehearsal on Saturday, but when you needed them on Sunday, you couldn't find them. So the church leaders actually came to the Sunday school department and then they just asked, uh, which of you kids wants to learn how to play? And so I remember raising my hand and um, they picked like 20 of us. And out of the 20, I think three of us ended up becoming instrumentalists. So they started us from, I think I started from drums and then gradually I did a little bit of guitar. Then I went to a bit of piano school and then I came back to play bass. And it was way, 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 way later after my tertiary education in tech that uh, Daninete insisted that there was more to my vocal than I wanted to accept. But to be very honest, I didn't like the way I sounded. I keep cracking this joke that um, I thought I really sounded good till the day I put in a cassette recorder. I cassette one of the recorders and... And I said that, oh, I am very sure I sound like Luther Vandross. So I recorded the thing and played it back. And I told myself that, mm, I am nowhere near Luther Vandross. This thing is not working. So I, di I didn't want to sing. But Danny kept pushing, kept pushing. And gradually, I think God through him built my confidence in knowing that, I mean, I could sing. And one thing, let me say that thing out there for now. I mean, sing your, your vocal muscles are just like the muscles we have on our biceps or uh -huh, biceps uh -huh. anywhere. They'll be flabby if you don't use them. The yeah. difference between a weightlifter and us is just the routine that he goes through. 
I mean, they don't have exceptional muscles. So once you start using your vocal cords over time, they notice that, okay, now our guy means business. Now we need to get ourselves ready. And so 5 a.m., if you are called to sing, your vocal muscles know that, no, we are it's ready. Time, for- it's time for business. Yes, yes. So over time, it got better. And then engineering and other things came in later in life. Wow, wow, wow. That's a bit of a journey. Uh, but you did mention that you had piano lessons as well. So you must yeah, have I been a, piano. You must have been a bit classical as well. So you must have been a bit of um a dada baden. Um would I and, and, and for those of you who don't understand what a dada ba is, is somebody from a very privileged background. Not very poor home. <laughs> <laughs> um would I say that I would say that at the time my parents were financially okay, so they could afford to take me to piano school. Piano school was a bit expensive because apart from taking you to piano school, they need to take you there and come pick you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Listen, Koda, you know what? If there was one thing I ever regret in my life, uh-huh. is not learning to play the piano. Because my dad, my dad, let me tell you this story, right? So oh. when I when I was younger, I think my dad probably had, I don't know, ambitions of becoming a musician. I have no idea. But okay. when I was in primary school, my dad decided to take me for piano lessons. Okay. So um, he registered me um, in, um, uh, I think it was a school that was owned by Philip Beho, the guy who, wow. wrote, who wrote the national anthem. Wow. And his daughter used to teach us. I remember his daughter's name was Auntie Teresa. Right. Whoa. She used to teach us and I hated it to the core. My word. Because you're talking about being dropped off and being picked up. I know. And that's what, you know, they would drop us off and pick us up. And I couldn't wait for us to be picked up. And the worst one was we had Saturday morning lessons as well, as well as going during the week. There was Saturday. Yeah. And, and you know, kids, Saturday morning, I'm looking forward to playing. Yes, I do. I do understand you. But so you see, if, if I may add to what you're saying, mm. uh, if there's any music ed- educator out there, maybe this is free advice to you. I think where they lost me in piano school, I didn't mention that, but I didn't finish piano school. But where they lost me was that we were studying Beethoven and studying... Um, exactly. And, and I could not... Bearing, I could, uh, bearing what my musical needs were. And mind you, already my ear could catch up some things. So I was wondering, that, uh, when will I play those things that I want to play instead of reading somebody's ideas? It was, I remember we used to have this, um, you know, it was it was, um, it was, was a book full of notations and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll go, we're supposed to be practicing during the week and then we come back and we play. And honestly, I used to listen to the radio as well, listen to yeah. local music. And this, the kind of music that, you know, when we went for lessons, we would listen to, had no bearing to what the type of music I would have been interested in. But I think, saying that, I think somewhere down the line, it's kind of had an influence on me musically, in a way. I think, I'm not too sure. Do, 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 do you think? It did. I mean, for, for me, I'll say that it, it, it doesn't take it doesn't take any other musician even five minutes to ask me the question that, why were you classically trained? Because... I notice I can't take it out of the way I think. Yeah. I still have that orchestration thing. I mean, for a song like In Sempi, it didn't need an orche- orchestral intro. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, those things are still flying around like butterflies in my yeah. mind. Yeah. That 
people can hear. So I had a very good influence on me. And and sometimes I want to say, you know, sometimes I want to say I'm grateful to God that in his own wisdom, I didn't complete classical school because then what it does to me is that I'm an incomplete classical pianist. I don't go all the way there, but enough there to, to, to make a to, statement. To- to fuse it with the contemporary yeah, as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh no, I think I think I think it was a good thing because um it, it kind of helps you to tune your ears to different types of music. Because exactly. I mean I, I I love jazz and we'll talk about your love yeah. for jazz in a minute as yeah. well. I, I love jazz and I think that's probably where the origin is. So I mean the moral of the story is, you know, yeah. for, for parents who are listening, probably the best thing to do is to expose your children to different styles and different types of music. Music, yeah. you know if, if you're that way inclined really and if you can um, learn how to read music mm, uh, mm. it's, it's I, I wouldn't say it's an absolute necessity but it is it is you need to be able to read. I'll, tell, I'll give you an example so yesterday i had a live stream with uh, a few of my friends who were doing a prophetic worship over nigeria so i think 20 minutes before the program started i went like oh it'll be good to play the the anthem of Nigeria oh. when the program is over. So all I needed was a pen, listen to what was on YouTube and wrote it down. And when it was time to play, I don't have to memorize it. Just looked on the paper and played it back. And that was it. Yeah, so that those are the little advantages you get when wow. you do some form of training like that. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. If you're just tuning in or if you're with us just to remind you we're in conversation with Koda um I was I was gonna say uh aka Kofidua Anto but it should be the other way around isn't it it's Kofidua Anto aka Koda um uh, singers <laughs> which is which <laughs> which is which you know it, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter but um yeah we're, we're in conversation right now we're just talking about growing up um musical mm-hmm. lessons and and what has influenced his line of work? Um, so, Koda, let's let's let, let me ask you this. I've always wanted to ask you this. Do you regard yourself as a full time musician or as a full time producer? That, that's a good one. I I will be very honest. Um, until until three until twenty eighteen. I still regarded myself more as a full-time producer who sang. Okay. I'll be very honest because uh, I don't know why I still was more comfortable with the the production side of me, the behind the scenes thing. So you wouldn't believe this thing, but it was one of my brothers, Joe Metal, who called me one early morning and said that, Brago, if you want to tell you something, please, I sure you won't be offended. Then I said, ah, but we're able to tell each other anything, so why should this be a problem? Then he said, because this one that is coming is a, is a hot one. And I said, okay, lay it up on me. Then he said, can we give Koda more attention? I burst out laughing. Because then I knew what he meant, that um, could we also give the, the artist Koda enough attention like we give to the studio so i think for now i would say that i'm a 50 50 balance between a producer and an artist who has to sometimes close the studio down and be on the road it's not easy for me but i'm trying so which one actually influences the other does your music influences influence your production or does your production influence your music no i i i see them to be uh, two uh separate parts of me i'll explain 
Um, as a producer, I'm more like a song tailor. I am I am put here in this room to actualize people's ideas. And have and by God's grace, I have a varied set of of of, of needs when it comes to my clients. I record for the likes of Anklato, who want the Pentecostal kind of play. And then there is the Pastor Helen you're saying who wants to sound British with what they play. And I have clients in the US who they want to hear all those riffs and runs and we're all over the place for the songs. And there are the in-betweens, the Eugene Zuta, the, uh, what do you call it, uh, Neo Kai and others. And then there's Diana Hamilton too, who has a unique way that she sounds that. So I'm not here to uh, superimpose the Koda sound on any of my clients, no, but to enhance what is in their mind. But when it gets to Koda, it's like an open field for me where I can be as crazy as what I truly am. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, you just mentioned the Koda sound. I struggle sometimes to actually get the Koda sound because okay. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at your Hosanna album. Okay. And on the Hosanna album, you have songs like Mebo Uzin, yes, right? Sir. Yes, and then you have songs like Jesus Majinqua. Yes. And then you have Jesus Jesus. Oh, Tell yeah. me, all these three songs are worlds apart. I mean, you know, Mabozin is traditional high life guitar band type music. Uh-huh. And then you have Jesus Jesus, which is a bit rocky, yeah. has some guitar riffs in there. So mm-hmm. what exactly is the is the Koda sound? Okay, I'll say that the Koda sound is like a buffet. <laughs> you know, what, what type of buffet? It's all you can buffet. <laughs> oh, Daniel took me to this one. I don't remember the area. You need to actually book like days in advance. I wow. said, ooh, are you serious? Was that, that, was that in London? Yeah, it was in London. Okay, okay, okay. We booked like three days in advance and we wow. started waiting outside for like 45 minutes. I was like, hey. To get a table, my goodness. So but is that is that kind of buffet we're, we're talking about? Without the waiting time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you deliberately do that on your albums? Is it something yes, for it's, everyone? It's, yes, it's deliberate on my albums to, to tell you what goes on in my mind. Because in my mind... I'm neither fully a high-life singer, nor a contemporary singer, nor a classical pianist. All these things keep fighting each other in my mind, and they find some good synergy at the end of the day. So that's what happens. And I think that my albums to serve as maybe uh, like an exhibition, like the way painters have a day where they put their paintings up there. It's, it's My album is like an exhibition day where I tell you that, okay, this is what I am capable of doing by God's grace if the client would allow me. Because some of our clients are a bit too careful. They're a bit too careful. But I think that sometimes it's necessary to just let yourself go. And radio is good to think about radio and think about how the song is going to translate on radio. But occasionally you need to let yourself loose. Mm, mm, <laughs> But have you have you seen um, well throughout your music career? Does anything come to mind a song that you thought this was really risky and it, and it kind of worked for you? Um, like okay, the, the very first one, Guide Me. Okay, 
Because I, 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 it was my first time doing the, the what do you call it, the tree and English thing. And I wasn't too sure if that thing would be accepted. In fact, I got a lot of scolding for it, which 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 I expected because oh, I for remember, doing that that kind of a hybrid. Yes, an older man called me and told me that you know some of these old defenseman boys. They yeah. said, do the proper thing. Do the proper thing. If you're singing in English, <laughs> sing in English. If you're singing in tree, mixing it up. You know, it's it's very unprofessional to do that. And I knew where he was coming from, but I didn't want to be professional. I wanted to be musical. And so I I didn't know how people would react to the song. And it took like three years. We recorded it in 2008. It took like three years, 2011, for the song to sync with people and now people accepted that, oh, Koda is going to drop some local language in there, I mean, one way or the other. So gradually, maybe by God's grace, they've accepted. And Diana too does it extremely well. I mean, you know, I've been in conversation with people and I think the thinking is going down that route. And from conversations that I've had with people, yeah. um, it looks like, you know, that's a bit of something for everybody. Which would you would you agree with that? Is, is that it doesn't really kind of um, restrict your music to a particular demographic? Is that is that exactly? And you see, the the other thing I'd be also believing is this. Um, yes, thank God for the people outside. When I say outside, I live in Ghana, so outside the country would mean anywhere Togo, Nigeria, London. Oh, US. Oh. Thank God for all the people outside our immediate surroundings who love our music, but our first fan base must be our Ghanaian people. Uh -huh. So sometimes, you know, it's funny when somebody, somebody gave me this analogy in those times that we used to sell CDs. I mean, yeah. now, now it's, it's gone. If you are listening to this and this was recorded in 2020 and by this time we don't sell CDs. I don't know what is happening in your era, <laughs> but. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, as, as a radio presenter, if you give me a CD, um, Honestly, I have no idea what I'm going to do with a CD. I know, but maybe a souvenir or something. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe. Probably. But you know, C CDs are so yesterday now. I know. I like that English. So yesterday, no, oh, that's good. <laughs> so <laughs> now, there's the thing. So he he asked me. There's this popular church in Takradi called Bethel Methodist Church. There are around six thousand people in there. There's wow. one popular. Uh, Pentecost Church, Elder Taylor's Place. There are over 2,000 people in there. My church, ICGC, we have 1,005. So then he asked me, he said, Akoda, so if you are not selling 1,000 copies in Takrade, then you are lazy. Then I said, and you know, I've never thought about it. He said, even in Bethel Methodist Church, you should sell 8,000. Wow. Even I noticed that, uh, we, why are we chasing, why am I even chasing Accra and Kumasi when even in my own city, I could sell 10,000 because there are so many people here and so many branches here that you could reach out to. But so I'm bringing it back to the uh, argument that let's not neglect our people in our songwriting because at the end of the day, we will not be nominated for Dove Awards and for their Grammys or anything like that for writing an English song. You know, I don't want to sound political, but Waymaker has been able to make a way because Michael W. Smith recorded it CC Winans has recorded it. Michael, Do uh, Michael, is, is it him? Uh, William McDowell has also recorded yeah, it. A few so people, now, a few people have. Yeah, now they see it as their song. I mean, quote unquote. Yeah. 
But it's not the Nigerian version that broke through the American market. Not exactly, no. So let's remember our own and then if, make sure that we serve a meal that our people can also eat. That's that's very deep. That's very deep. That's something for us to chew on, um, mm. honestly, because, I mean, there is a tendency uh, sometimes to ignore our very own because um, I've been in, you know, I've been in places where people have said, oh, you know, if you don't if you don't make any music in English and in other languages, mm -hmm. uh, people, you know, you're not going to get people gravitating towards your work and stuff like that. But what you're saying to me kind of. Uh, bring something to light. And um, thank you very much for throwing a bit of light on that. Yes, sir. Um, I've been in conversation with a few people and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about musicians and somebody made a comment and said, hey, Koda Koda likes controversial songs. Do you, do like, contro do you like controversial <laughs> songs? I, I don't think so. I think I follow uh, a man called Jesus Christ who was not the most popular person when he was alive. Um, he sounded a bit controversial in some of his sermons. And so by being his son, occasionally I gravitate towards that area too. But it's not to deliberately become controversial, but you oh, say it no. as it is. No, you see, I, I'll be very honest. I, I I keep cracking this joke that I like twice a year, so I want to use it very well. <laughs> I don't, I want to say things the way they are. I mean, sometimes, you know. So you, you think sometimes, you know, we sugarcoat things and we see things. Do, do you see yourself as a, as a social commentator in that sense? Christian social commentator? Because, I can, you know, I can, I, can, I can talk about a few of your songs. Um, in Sempi, you know, yes. that's, that's, that's one of them. Yes. And um, I think well, I'm trying to remember Adorso. this. Adorso. Ad Adorso. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, stuff like that, which basically talks about ills in the church. Yes. Does that place you in the category of, of a social commentator in the church or, or, say, or, a, or a religious commentator in that no, sense? No, I would say, I would say no. Uh, I see myself more of a, of a voice and I only want to record those songs when God has given me a particular message. Truth be told, at the time I sang in Sempi and Adorso, the things I was speaking about were not as prevalent then as they are now. So, so would you say that was prophetic then? <laughs> you, you, you actually saw it coming and you spoke about them. And for those of you who don't understand what insempi means, it means issues, a lot yeah. of issues. Lots of issues. Was that prophetic then? If nobody's listening to us, I'll say yes. If people are listening, I'll say no. <laughs> Because you don't, you don't want to claim that you're a prophet in that no. sense. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want any matter on, yeah, on your plate. I, I get you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, ha has there been any backlash anywhere based oh, on the songs, some of the songs definitely, that... Definitely there has. Um, so you've made some people unhappy along oh, the way. Yeah, definitely. I know... Um, I, I I I mean, several men of God have confirmed to me through prophetic word or whatever that the road that I I I, I chose to walk on has brought me quite a lot of enemies. There have been a few who have shown it physically, but the spiritual side is even more sometimes. But the I remember I walked into um, a, a chop bar in Takra. I was going to buy something for my family, and 
here was this very nicely dressed young man that stood by a friend of mine. So my friend said hi to me and I said, oh, hello, how are you doing? Then he asked his friend, that, oh, haven't you seen Koda? Hey, so the guy just turns towards me and goes that, oh, but he doesn't like her. So me too, I don't like him. Then I said, sir, sir I, I've you. never met you in my life. Yes, that's what I said. Then he said, oh, I am a prophet. Then I said, oh, my guy, do the right thing. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, and th- let me give you another joke. So there was this other pastor's conference I attended in Atlanta. And then I was called to lead worship, which it's, it's another side of my ministry that I do sometimes. So after we led worship for the pastor's conference, I think we went for lunch. The pastor approached me and he said, ah, Koda, but you are a nice young man. Why do you sing those songs? <laughs> You know, I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember which event it was. I think I can't remember if it was in Ghana or it was here in London. But okay. at some point, I mean, you know, you were on stage, and then at some point, people started shouting in Sempi, in Sempi, in Sempi. Okay. And in that room, there were a lot of pastors. And I must admit, I felt a bit uncomfortable. Oh, did you? you? Know? <laughs> yeah, I did because I just, I, you know, not not about the song. But yes. I felt I felt for the pastors who were in that room at the, at that particular time because I, you know, it was like, oh, how would they feel? But hey, listen, if God has asked you to do something, you just go ahead and do it. Okay, but I don't know why I feel led to to talk about this. But even though I have sung that song before, I minister it in some churches. I know I would want to find out from the, the pastor the co- yes, what, they, what their views are. Oh, okay. Okay. Because that's that's I, wisdom. That's wisdom. You don't want to go disrupt somebody's service. And a few pastors have told me that Koda, uh, I love the song, but I, I I wish you didn't sing it here. And I'm like, sir, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Man. Oh man, <laughs> what a life! What a life! I know. I'm in, I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm enjoying <laughs> this conversation. So I mean, you know, earlier on you mentioned artists that you've worked with. You know, wide sure. variety of artists that you've worked with. You've worked with. Um, I think I tell you, I tell you, the first time I ever uh, witnessed your ministration or was at an event where you were was at New Kinds um, Harbour City Mass Choir. I think it was. Um, uh, was it the album launch of? Is it touching our youth at the National okay. Theatre? I played piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I played did. piano. That was the very first time. And then I kind of, kind of, the radar fell on you and I started following you. And then there was Chrissy Ortiz, um, uh, Ukraye. Yes. I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, you know, and then somebody told me, oh, he's a producer from Takradi. And, um, and I thought, you know what? This guy is something else. So, you know, I've been a personal fan of, of the Koda movement. For, 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 for a while and <laughs> I must admit I almost sound like a rebel leader <laughs> <laughs> oh as Koda movement <laughs> no but, but I mean the kind of music that you do is unique I must I must admit I mean and I you know there are a few albums that I listen to from beginning to end oftentimes I might pick song if a couple of songs here two songs there but when I pick a Koda album um, I I can listen to every single one of them and enjoy. Um, it's a kind of album that I can just lie in my bed and listen to song okay. after song after song mm-hmm. after song. Well, enough of the hero worship. Let's move on. <laughs> so, going back to your school days, you went to school in Cape Coast. Uh, yes, I started from Takrady uh, Services Primary School. 
Then I went to Chapel Hill, also in Tekredi. And then I did Infant Swim in Cape Coast. I, I mean, Koda talks about the schools and places that he went to. And I have no option but to say this guy was a pure dadaba. So, oh, you know, you were, bless you though. To... Bless the dadaba. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that takes me to my next point. So you went to Infancy Pim and then yes, you sir. went to, you went to, um, it was, in your days, was it KNUST or was it just UST? No, sir. Kwame Nkrumah had left. So were UST. You were UST. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you, you went to US. What did you study at uni? Uh, renewable natural resources. Renewable natural resources. Now, yeah. what a difference you know, uh, <laughs> studying that and coming. Did yes. anybody ever say to you, what's wrong with you? You've been to university, you're oh, a graduate, you've done this, go and work in, I don't know, maybe uh, forestry commission or go yes. and work at um, uh, environmental protection yes. or whatever. Exactly. Oh, you know about my course, you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I'm Because uh, yeah, I wanted to go to UST, but they wouldn't give me the course that I wanted. So that's when I left, the, I ran away from the country. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, uh, uh, God, God always has his own plans doesn't he mm. and so has anybody ever said to you Koda why didn't you you know just pursue a career in either the civil service or yeah. even as you know as a businessman why are you doing music because I know that maybe it's changed now and I think it's changing um, back in the days people used to look down on musicians and stuff like okay. that mm -hmm. what what made you stick with music I'll say that right from Infantspim, when I left Infantspim, I knew I wanted to be a musician. Um, but I think it, it, got, it got worse when I got involved with Pastor Joe Beecham's first album, Asimbia uh, Mikachere. I was yeah. 17 at that time when we worked on that project. Wow. And that 17. Yeah, that's 17 years. <laughs> so Asimbia Mikachere, Nuntina Maba. That's the song you're talking about. Yeah, that's the song. Oh, wow. Okay. And I played piano and bass on that. So, Wow. We, that was the first time I entered a studio of any sort. And the the the, 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 color, the LED lights that were flashing from one machine to the other and the whole, my word. When I came home, I was sold out. I said, I want to do this. And the engineer noticed that he's called Uncle Saj. He noticed it and said, Kofi, you love this. And I said, Uncle Saj, I want to be like you. So... I teasingly told my parents at a point in time I wanted to do music and they laughed it off. And over time, when the forms came out for uni and I said I was not going to pursue that, I wanted to do music, then they noticed I was serious. Now, from the nuclear family to the extended family, everybody came down. Everybody came down on me. Just to convince you to do yes, the right thing. But you see, how, how this thing got solved and I, I thank God it got solved was, I got a call on the landline from my late grandmother. And it, it was very few sentences. You know, you couldn't tell who was calling. So I picked up the phone and she said in key, Whiny, I'm asking, who is this? And I said, oh, Nana, it's it's Kofi. Then she said, uh-huh. Are you the one that is saying you will not go to school? How did that? <laughs> you know, straight to the point too. Then I said, Nana, eh? he said, oh, it's good. I knew you wouldn't say a thing like that. Come to Kumasi and come to Tech, eh? And come and study for me, okay? Greet your parents for me. Why? Bye-bye. That, that, that was it. That was wow. it. And you know, it's just something about the reverence I had for my grandparents. I, I wasn't going to talk back. 
So I got the forms and went to tech. I think it's the best thing, a best legacy that she, she left for me because I needed tertiary education. Tertiary education opened me up to study other things apart from music. Like I did a bit of sociology on the side. We did French uh, on the side. We did uh, a bit of geodetic engineering, a bit of biochemistry, uh, so many broad courses that broadened up my, my outlook to life in general. And then I met other musicians on campus, like McCaffrey, like uh, Henry Dachumor, Jerry Teshimensen, who all helped shape the musician in me. So though I thought I was losing out, it turned out to be one of the best musical schools I had ever been to being on tech campus. I got to handle tech man's choir for two years, got trained on how to handle choirs and also all the social issues that comes with handling mm. and mm. all that. So when I came out of tech, that's when a struggle came with my parents. They, they still insisted they wanted me to do a master's program in something else. But then I stood my ground and said, you guys, I, I tried. I did the BSc for you, but from here, I want to do this thing. I think I'm, me. I'm on my own now. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I found a music program uh, to do my master's, but it was $32,000 a year. And my father said, that's it. This is a sign that you're on your own now. So <laughs> I, 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 22-year-old boy, I decided I would go this road. And I've been on that road since till now. Any Any regrets? Oh, not at all. Not at all. I, I just feel... I just feel that this road is not for everybody, but I don't have regrets. But I'll well, be honest, why, this road is not for everybody. Well, why do you say the road is not for everyone? Oh, sir, you need a lot of staying power because it, you you will see your your mates seemingly advance a bit faster than you in life. Okay. Because in my case, I wanted to start a studio of my own. And all the gadgets you need to set up a studio are sold outside the country. So you save in CDs and buy your gadgets in dollars or pounds. That's a big challenge. And that's a huge challenge. And no disrespect to any of the financial institutions, but I'm not a believer in loans. I am, somehow I believe I would work within my me. So I save towards something and then go pick it up. So it made things a bit slow for me, but at the end of the day, it paid off. By God's then, you know, you don't you you end up not owning owing anyone. No, by God's o grace, owning everything and not owing yes, it. It puts some vibe in your sleep, eh? It does it does it does it does because well it's that's it's biblical isn't it it says we shall be we should be what lenders are not borrowers. Yes, you know. Yes. I mean, I I'm not I'm not knocking borrowing. You no, know, no, no, some, no, no. Sometimes uh, there's a time and a place for that. But yeah. what I'm saying is if you go down the route of not falling in debt as well, that's a good thing. But do you think these days people, especially in the music ministry, oh. um, people want shortcuts? So oh, you have definitely. people who think they can fast forward becoming a star. Definitely. What do you say I, about that? I'll, t I'll tell you the biggest sign I see about these things. You see, um, and me and Joe, Joe Metal were talking about this and then giggling the last time that um, I, I sometimes get amused the way some of these younger artists, our younger brothers and sisters, on their very first single, they want to feature Joe or feature Joe Metal. I said Joe Metal. Feature Joe Metal or feature Neo Kai or, or some other person they believe is popular, Kwesi or TMOG. I mean, I, I'm thinking in their minds, they think the ones they are, feature, they are featuring a huge star 
then it will catch the attention of everybody and immediately mm. places mm. them on that pedestal. Mm. But you know, the funny thing is this, when you go on stage, the person will not be there with you. But I, I have a different view of that. My view of that is it, it's very selfish on the part of people who want to just feature people on their albums because the idea is to ride on the back of somebody's... Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's a time and a place for that. Yes, but if, th if that's your sole purpose, then that's very selfish. Sir, and so, we have a lot of them selling that kind of fish around. Wow. For real. And, and you know, the thing is that sometimes you have, to, you have to explain to them and tell them that, can I be very honest with you? I, I don't have any magic wand. Featuring Koda doesn't mean the song is going to be a hit. And sometimes then they have unrealistic demands of you that they want you to repost the song every morning. And once, that. once it's done. You say, but that's unrealistic. Yeah. That's unrealistic. You get the thing. So I've noticed that they, they can't wait to become popular. They can't wait. The last time I threw this question out there, I said that, okay, so um, you, 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 you want to be a guest artist on the next... Uh, show that they have what's the show that we had at uh trinity the last time I forgot the name of it oh that was um um uh gospel fest isn't it okay yeah, gospel was, fest. Was, oh no 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 i think that was um uh i remember that i remember the name. Okay. Look, so give and take uncle, they'll give you 30 minutes okay mm, to come mm. do your stuff emphasis on your stuff and Say Joe Metal is there. Say Koda is there. Say Auntie Dinah is there. So you can't do my songs. You can't do Joe's songs. You can't do Auntie Dinah's songs. Do you have enough content of your own to sing for 30 minutes? Or you are going to sing the hymns? Because obviously Charles Wesley will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> build content before you start asking for these platforms because it can get very embarrassing sometimes mm. where you have run out of things to sing and then you are on stage and now you want to, you know, get into your prophetic element and start giving people wet. When you were called to sing. That's, that's painful. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, just as you've mentioned it, my mind has gone to some events and I know exactly where you're coming from. I know. Listen, let's assume you're at um, a conference. Yes, and you have a podium for a minute to speak to up-and-coming musicians, what would you say? I'll tell them that, truth be told, not everybody will become a superstar. That is not God's intent for all of us. Yes, some of us will become popular through what we do for God. But normally when you make that thing your focus, it doesn't even happen for you. So, Save your time with God and, and, and have fun in this day and season where nobody knows you. Make your fair share of mistakes. Go for programs. One note or two may, may go off the, off, off the key, but don't worry about it. But once you, you get into the front line, every single thing you do will be under scrutiny. People are recording you on their phones, going back to listen that, hey, this guy, does he really sound as good as he sound on the album? I'm sure they are using effects. Hey, they'll be helping you at the studio. People can't wait to demystify you. So enjoy this season when nobody knows you and be yourself. You know, you, you mentioned this and it's taking my mind to something. Sorry to distract no, you, but no, we'll, no, come, no. we'll come back to it. Um, I was at, uh, at an event with Joe um, a while okay. back. 
and okay. you know this was it was after the event and okay. um everyone like um it was a meet and greet and the artists and everyone was served some food and right. joe was joe was having some kebab and this guy on his phone was recording him joe was like ah my guy why <laughs> so now i can't even eat <laughs> No, you want so, to be sure if Joe eats meat or not. Maybe to become a relevant story one day. Yeah, but the next thing you see is on social media. I know. Dometo had 10 kebabs. I know. I know. Anyway, and, so yeah, you're talking. So, I mean, so my, my advice to them is that don't, don't, don't fight to be all over the place. It will come. But just be patient and go through the meal. And I beg you, I'm not saying don't spend time on social media, but can we spend time on your craft itself, work mm. on your singing, work on your singing. If, if, if you have to take vocal lessons, please take it. If you have to study a little bit of an instrument, please study so that the music, which is the main commodity that we are selling will be good. Not just the packaging, but the product itself too must be good. I think I'm, there. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, because I think, you know, one of the things that I've noticed these days, and especially I think over the last, probably going back 10, 15 years, there have mm-hmm. been all these, um, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking them. I'm not knocking these reality oh, shows where, you know, you have the likes of the American idols and all of that. And we see people who quote unquote, fr- nobody had heard of, of them before. The next thing we know, their names, as you know scattered all over the world yeah so i think it's giving people a kind of a, 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 um, a feeling that i know it can be done but like you're saying um the road is not as straightforward and as simple no, as people no. sometimes and no. and my experience is that sometimes people don't want to put the work in oh yes um, sir. so you know anything you want to do um you have to put an effort in it. I mean, you know, the scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So, you know, you can imagine becoming, uh, becoming, that's my English gone out of the window. You can imagine becoming something and you can become that thing, but you have to work at it. Yes, sir. You need to. You really need to. It's it's, it's, it's a lot. Koda, I think we're kind of coming towards the end of, but we need to talk about this. You have an album coming up. Um, yes, I think yeah. in a matter of weeks or days, we're not too sure yet. But yes, tell yes. us about this new album. Um, this new album is it's one of my personal favorites. Um, I don't know why, but um, it, it, it captures. So the album is called KTK, and KTK in uh, Fanti means a train. Okay. And so this is like a soul train that will take you to musical places. And so I have choral music on it. I have a bit of classical. I did a bit of salsa. Uh, I did a bit of contemporary um, CCM music. I did some high life. I did some nothing grooves here and there. So it would just take you through a roller coaster ride. But at the end of the day, by the time the album is over, you will smile. I've seen I've seen bits of it on social media. There was a bit where I think Osei and, and one of the Hansmen were working on something, and it, yeah. it sounds it sounds really good. It sounds <laughs> really really. Um, do you have an idea how many songs are going to be on there? Yes, there 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 are twelve tracks on the album, but there are ten songs on it. Any anything controversial on it? As in my as in my definition of controversial. Oh, oh, oh no 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 no! Yes, yes. I don't think so. Well, oh, okay. this song. It's for it's, it's for us to judge. It's for us to judge. I know. I know. To judge. <laughs> um, 
so yeah. you know during the recording of that song was there any particular song on the album that kind of stuck out to you um i would say that it was um it was it was game over okay there's a song called game over um it actually features aben um, okay, okay. That. So that's some you're <laughs> dropping some names there. Any other names that we should be looking out for uh, on that there, album? There is Iben, there is uh, Jumbo from US. Jumbo An. Yeah, Jumbo An. Okay. There is Joe okay. Metal, there's Pastor okay. Joe Bicham, there is Calvis Hammond, there is uh what am I forgetting? Be uh, careful. Be very careful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, so um who else is on it? Okay, then there's my sister Abigail in Cancer, okay. and then there's a harmonious chorale to on it. Oh, I like, I like, I like harmonious chorale. Oh, yes, I, 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 I like them. You know, uh, my favorite song of harmonious chorale is Adomnio Humobro. I love that song. Yeah, I, I, I love that song. When yeah. I used to do a Sunday morning show, I used to play it every Sunday morning. I wow. like how the, the classical bit starts. And oh, then, then you, know, you the, would love, you love what I did with them. It's beautiful. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the album already. So you've yeah. heard it. Koda's KTK album is, um, is, is, is on the way very soon. Any sort of timelines that we should look out yes. for? Yes, uh, we, we will release two singles before end of year. I mean, this year is wants to turn out gloomy, but we refuse that in Jesus' name. Oh, so we refuse it. We refuse wherever it. Wherever your dancing shoes are placed, if you have to apply some whitewash to them, please do, because we will need them in a couple of weeks. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, guys, get, get, get ready to get on the train. KTK yes. from Koda. Yes. That's coming very soon. And I, 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 you know what, you know, I asked you for the album even before it came out. So I'm just, <laughs> no, it will I'm, drop I'm, just, very soon I'm, I'm just waiting for it. I can't, I can't wait to play it on my shows. Uh, it will, it will come. Definitely. It will come. Sir. Can't, can't will. wait to play it on my shows. So, Koda, listen, it's been fantastic having this conversation with you. I wish, I wish we could go on and on and on, but I'm sure yeah. once KTK is out, we will yes, have sir. another, we'll have definitely. another chat. Definitely. And so, God bless you for this conversation. And, Thank you so um, much for having me, sir. We will. Any any last words, anything you'd like to say before you go? Uh, maybe social media handles, anything you'd like to say. Maybe you're having a birthday party, you'd like to invite us. Whatever you'd like to say. Because I, 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 know, I know your birthday is just around the corner. Your birthday yeah, is in it December. Is, it is, it is, I, know, it is. I know that. Yes. <laughs> it is. All, 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 all I'll say is that thank you so much for for everybody out there that loves our music, that supports what we do. If we covet anything from you, aside you going to iTunes to buy our music, which we love, we covet your prayers because being on the front line is not easy. Um, we get lots of attacks, physical and spiritual, on our, our, our spouses and our family members, our band members and everything. So we covet your prayers. And let's remember that we are all parts of the same machine and we are working at saving souls and preparing them for heaven so in all that we do remember that you're my brother you're my sister so hold me by the hand let's work for the king till he comes to take us home meanwhile if you're looking for me you can find me on instagram at coded gh233 on youtube is coded studios and then facebook you can also find me coda 
or Cofidrian to whichever you can find. You you will see me there. Not too active on Twitter yet, but once I get on it, I'll let you know about it. Thank you so much for listening to me, Uncle Charles. God bless you so much. And to our song is simple. It's a seda. What shall I render to you, my king, for all you've done for me? Yes, your mercy and your kindness. Oh Lord, I'm grateful. Together. Here we go. Come on. Come on. 